And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Rework Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forest Hills, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we are joined by a very special guest. Calling in all the way from uh, Sacramento, California, we have Callie Mojo Girl today as our special guest, bringing us today's topic on uh, on spell follow-up. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or rework as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and call to the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to close in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali. Miss Cat? Hi, Papa Newt. Boy, what a day we've got today. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, today... The Lucky Mojo Curio Company was um, the cover feature on a, the town's section of the Santa Rosa Press Democrat. It's a big local oh, wow. newspaper. It covers, you know, a good part of Northern California. They had pictures of us, pictures of the train layout, pictures of the inside of the shop. It was the second day of the um, youth park parade and barbecue. The first day, of mm-hmm. course, being Saturday, we were in the parade and all of that. And uh, today we went just went back for more oysters, and I had the pleasure of getting lost from Nagashiva, going over to the going over to the oyster guy, the guy who gives you the oysters, and I had a copy of the Press Democrat which I had brought to show to a friend of ours there, and I said, "Have you seen this man?" And I whipped open the newspaper, and he goes, "Yes, I have." And then he pointed, of course, I'm so nearsighted, right? He pointed right behind me. He goes, "Right, he's right there." And I was like, "Oh, dang." <laughs> <laughs> it was right there. So that I've never been able to do that. Have you seen this man? I um, love that. It was good. So we had a wonderful time. And um, right now, Blog Talk Radio's um, chat log is non-functional, which is interesting for those of you who love Blog Talk Radio the way we do. Um, that chat room has been one of their major selling points as to why we do our show there because um, there are other places that will do podcasts for you, but nothing else really does that chat log the convenient way that Blog Talk Radio does. Well, not so convenient today. However, for those of you who do listen by Blog Talk Radio, there is a field called Comments. And I would like somebody right now to add a comment. I want to see if I added comments. I want to see if anybody can type a comment and hit post, and if I can see it. That would be Ali or Papa Nude or Nagashiva or Kali Mojo Girl or anybody who's logged in. Please post a comment. I'm curious. Tell me if you can see a post of a comment that you make, Ali. Yeah, it's not. I just said testing this comment and... It's just giving me a pending thing, like the little dots. It's pending. Hmm, mine went right yeah, through. Ooh. Bad, bad, bad. Okay, so Blog Talk Radio is now um, lost sure a great did. deal of functionality. I'm I, yeah, I'm logged in, and my posts are showing up as comments. Just curious. 
Hmm. Yeah, I can see yours. You can see mine, but you don't see yours. I don't see mine. I'm going to refresh and try it again, and I'll let you know what happens. Okay, thank you. Well, meanwhile, (laughs) I can see yours. You can see mine, but can you make one? I just did. You just did. Now I've got to move the motor car. (laughs) You've got to move the motor car. Oh, my God. All right. Boy, this is um this is one of those totally um foobar shows. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've just good. I've just refreshed and um hmm. Well, I've just refreshed and I'm not seeing any comments or anything at all. Here it is. Here comes oh, I, all these pretty I see comments. Now I see I see Nina Carmen Monroe. Here is a t- ah, look at that everyone put them in. Yay. Now the question is do we have to capture them as they go, or is there a way to get all of the comments? There, I, I think this is going to have to be screenshots. I it may be. This may be interesting. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm blog very talk. Uh, blog talk. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, Anita Perez, Nina Carmen Monroe, and um, and uh, Nagashiva Ironwood for testing. All right, crazy. Wow. Okay. Well, the only other news from around here, besides that we're famous momentarily in Sonoma County, <laughs> is that we've been we've been working very hard trying to catch up after the festival. You know, when we hold this annual Hoodoo Root Work um, festival, we are inundated with um, wonderful people coming from long ways to find us and to purchase. But that cr- puts our mail order business way behind the eight ball. And so, um, as it turns out, we've just about caught up today. Uh, Heidi, Jenna, uh, Nikki, and Holly, um, and Rowena have been in the shop, and they're working on um, orders that are a little later than usual. We're catching up. They're doing them as fast as they can. But, of course, now, because of the article in the newspaper about us, the shop is smash full of people. You can't even walk around in it, and they're all standing there looking at the trains go by, and it's it's a big smash-up. So that's kind of fun, uh, but, but um, a little excruciating. And I spent the morning um, on the phone with, with Deacon Millet, good old Deacon Millet, my pal, and we came up with a, a, a book list. Deacon Millet and I have been in the book business and the publishing business for decades together, and um, we have a book list that we're working on of new and upcoming books and trying to schedule them. So more news from that later, but we spent a good two and a half hours planning approximately the next 12 months of book publishing from Lucky Mojo Books. So that was real. Yeah, yeah, it's it really, really good, and, and we got some good stuff coming out. Um, we're working, of course, at new material. Uh, for instance, Papa Newt is working on a book on Catholic folk magic for us. Dr. Jeremy Weiss is working on a book on Jewish folk magic. Uh, Deacon Millet is working on a book on a, um, romance and attraction, spells. And then we're also working on this reprint line, which is dear to my heart, where we're doing some of the old classics, and we're um, repackaging them, adding new material to them, bringing them up to date, and just making them, you know, totally cool. So that's what my day's been like. How about you, Ollie? What have you been up to? My day has been well, besides uh, technical problems. Clearly, there's something going on because the blog talk's down, 
but but all sorts of things are down. Right now, are na- nationally, as far as I'm aware, Google is down, uh, or Gmail is. Snapchat is down. Wow. Google is down. So there's like a oh nationwide outage, which I think blog, type, blog talk might be caught up in whatever oh it is that, that's going on. Oh, You're right. Google, Google uh, this is weird. Um, okay, very yeah. cool. Interesting. Yeah, um, I just looked it up, so that's why I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is why blog talk so weird today. <laughs> wow. Gmail, I, I was just logging into my Gmail to answer. I spend Sundays on my days where I, I try to e- answer all the emails. They always pile up, um, and, and it wasn't working. So I looked it up right as we were talking. I'm like, are things down? And that's where I'm like, okay, maybe this is part of the why blog talk's down too. Oh yeah, there's a there's a website. I'll tell you all about this. It's called downdetector.com. And downdetector.com is the place to go. And if you look at it right now, they they just simply measure reports. If something is down, you go there and you report it. Uh, Gmail is down, Nest is down, Google is down, YouTube is down, Vimeo is down, Google Drive yeah. is down, Spectrum, wow. AT&T, Crunchyroll, Shopify, Google Cloud, Verizon. Wow. They're all down. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I would, you know, um, I don't even want to make a guess about, you know, hackers <laughs> and their whatever. Um, yeah. But it's yeah. the show it's it's in, well, it's interesting because if you look at these graphs, these are real-time graphs, AT&T and Spectrum were first showing um, the stuff, and everything else was flat and then spiked all at exactly the same time, all of them at the same time. Wow. Yeah, it's very, very strange. So, um, oh, my God. Oh, my God, it just goes on. Netflix is down. Yeah. Uh, Meetup yeah. is down. Amazon Web Services is down. Snapchat is mm-hmm. down. iCloud is down. Mm-hmm. Holy hell. Hulu is it's down. Sprint like... is down. Twitter yeah. is down. <laughs> my God. Reddit. It's moments like this that remind us just how Internet much we event. rely on. Yeah, how much <laughs> we rely on technology. And when it goes, how disruptive it can be. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, this is so crazy. Um, Uber Eats is down. <laughs> you know, it's just a whatever. <laughs> this is fascinating. I've never seen. I go to Down Detector all the time. Yahoo is down. Um, Apple Store is down. Fox News is up and down at the same time. Etsy uh, the is down. It won't matter. Holy crap. I know. In the future, when someone's listening to this five years from now, remember, this was the day that this Down Detector – this is the day. This is outrageous. This is the great Flickr internet. is down. Price <laughs> the great internet is breakdown. Yeah. PayPal is down. JetBlue Airways is down. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. Downdetector.com, our friend in times of need, as long as it's up. Um, wow. Okay. All right. Well, um, we actually have a show to put on, despite all of this. And um, I don't know. We will endure. I'm such a techie. I mean, I'm just like, let's stop the show and just look at all this crap. (laughs) Sorry, I get a little excited about technology. Uh, Technology is my hobby. Um, So we have a show. And hopefully we might have some listeners. We, we, yeah. We're we not even sure if we have any any listeners. Um, we, we might don't be know. talking into the void. <laughs> we may be talking into the void. We really do not know. That is correct. But that's okay. 
Um, but, you know, we're here. We're That's now. not true. We're I can right. tell you that there's 13 callers and there's only five people on the line here. Oh, wonderful. Ah. Well, that's low for us, but yeah, but it's at least somebody. Okay. Yeah. Hello, hello, thirteen callers and five online. <laughs> we say hi uh, from behind the from behind the uh, wall of down technology. <laughs> so the show must uh, today, go on. today yeah. we have um, um, a guest with us. Oh, I needed to say one other thing to you, Ollie. Your email isn't working. Yes, yes, I, I was working on it today. Yeah. Okay. I told you today was today was my tech day. Today was my tech day. Okay, because we 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 tried to contact you. Everybody, it's all down. It's all down. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, today um, was my tech day. Yeah. So um, so today we have um, God, I'd love to know what the astrology is for today. Jesus Christ, I'm just looking at this. It's out of sight. Um. So today we have a topic, and the topic was brought to us by Callie Mojo Girl. Now, Callie Mojo Girl, it, for those of you who um, listen to the show but don't listen or don't read the chat log, uh, Callie Mojo Girl has been with this show for a long time, doing readings on the side and uh, commenting, really um, um, a great part of our uh, kind of online presence, but not somebody who you hear live a lot um sometimes sometimes not so kelly mojo girl welcome to the show thank you welcome, hi everybody welcome. Glad to and have you. the show goes on despite our technical difficulties yeah just uh thank you for being here the topic that um kelly mojo girl has brought us is who do spell follow-up now, I'm going to talk for just a second about that because there is a, an interesting um, two ways to look at this um, topic. One is, after you do a spell, what kind of follow-up should you do, can you do, and might you do right. to see if it's working or not? And the other part of this um, discussion is, do spells sometimes follow up without you knowing about it. In other words, do you check in later? So I'm going to give you two examples, and then I'm going to turn this over to Kali Mojo Girl. So let's say I do a spell, and it's a spell to, um, oh, command someone to do a certain thing. It doesn't really matter whether it's for money, for love, for enjoyment, for anger. It doesn't really matter. I just command them to do a certain thing or change their mind about a certain thing or whatever. What would I do for follow-up, and what would I do for check-in? Well, of course, if I saw them all the time, I could check in on them. But what if it was something I wanted the man to be impotent, but he was my boss, right? How am I going to check? I mean, I'm not having sex with the dude, so how am I going to check? Well, one way you can check, or or maybe I wanted someone to um, uh, leave someone alone, but they live in St. Louis, and here I am in Forestville. So either way, either I can't get into the man's pants or I can't get St. Louis. I don't know what's happening. What would I do? Probably I could do divination. Now, this is one of those classic times when doing your own divination is sometimes the wrong idea because you know what answer you want and you may be influencing the outcome of the fortune-telling, especially if you're using a more subjective form of divination such as a pendulum, Ouija board, crystal ball, in which your body is part of that equation. You would do better to use a sortilege-based 
form of divination such as tarot, but I know people who tell me, oh, I have this bad habit. I cut the cards and try again. I cut the cards and try again. I cut the cards and try again. Not such a good thing. So getting a divination is one form of hoodoo spell follow-up. The other form of hoodoo spell follow-up is to check in, find out what's going on, and actually do more spell work. Because maybe it didn't work, maybe it will work. There's a point, when do you give up? When do you say, I've done this work and I've waited a half a year and nothing happened. When do you say, that spell is dead? So this is the topic, after you've cast your spell, what do you do? So I'm going to turn it over to Kylie Mojo Girl. Hi. Hi. Yes. Hi. Um, hi. I I agree with you. Um, doing the uh, sometimes a follow up divination is mm-hmm. a good idea. And as far as um, how far to go with a spell, one thing, if nothing else, I walked away with from uh, Lucky Mojo is always have some sort of time limit for the spell mm-hmm. work. Um, and sometimes I think like Miss Cat does it in threes. It could be three days, three weeks, three months. But oh, I don't. Do it. Uh, I, I, I got to jump in. No, I, I don't do it in threes. No, no, no. That was a man who I asked a question about. I oh, said, okay. I asked a man in Oakland this question. I said, how can you tell the spell is working? He said, you can mm. watch for signs and look for signs for three days. And I said, what if you don't get any signs? He said, well, you could, you know, you could look for some movement for three weeks or so. And I said, what if you don't get any movement? He goes, well, you know, you could keep on praying on it for three months. He goes, but if it doesn't work in three months, it's dead. So it doesn't mean that it works by threes or that it must happen in threes. Those were just yeah. some ideas that he gave me about progressing mm-hmm. forward. That's all. Okay. People say that that had attributed that to me. It was not. It was a shop owner on San Pablo Avenue in Berkeley, California, or Oakland, actually. Okay. I love how you always give credit where credit's due. I love that. <laughs> Okay. But that is it. But what I got from that is basically um, to have some sort of time framework instead of you know it could just drag on for years otherwise. But one of the things um, the the reason why I was inspired to to discuss this today was I had done um, I had done a shoe paper spell and it worked out really well and i had the petition paper in the shoe and i walked around with it and everything worked out well and well you know you can get so busy with life that you forget that uh oh you know you just expect it to go well and it does and then you just move on to the next thing and then you move on to the next thing and you move on to the next thing and so i found um i found something that had reminded me of the spell which was like um, near my ancestor altar and I, I was like, wow, party foul. I did not stop and thank the ancestors for helping me out with this. I did not stop and think about this spell. I didn't think about any follow-up I needed to do. I just kept going like a steamroller, like a train. And so that's why I kind of wanted to bring that up. I know in spell work that I've done in the past, it kind of reminds me of when I do artwork, um, when I used to do sculpting. If there's some things you want to add the sculpture, like you, you take the clay and you put features on, and then there's mm-hmm. other things, you know, you take a you take digging instruments and you want to dig them out and you want to shape shape the sculpture by removing parts. So I kind of think of, um, and this is sort of the big picture in Hoodoo. This is not just individual spells, 
but the big picture is creating a, a, a life that is fulfilling and that I, uh, you know, I fulfill my purpose here, whatever that may be. And to do that, you know, some things I need to add to my repertoire of behaviors and some things I need to take away. So that's another thing with spell work, with hoodoo, is, you know, all of these spells should be leading to something. Like it's not just, you know, these, these random things that we do. Uh, I want to get this. I want to acquire this. I want to get more money, you know. But the money, you know, what is it going to? What is what is controlling this situation? Like when I did that spell work, what is it going to? In that particular instance, it was um, something to do with my home, and um, I wanted to take control of that situation, but for the betterment of all. It wasn't just me trying to just take control of something. So mm-hmm. the, the follow-up of it, basically, I see as, for one thing, have gratitude and, and follow up with your ancestors, um, follow up, you know, just with, with prayer to God or whatever. But at the cutoff point, like Ms. Pat was saying, when the cutoff point happens and it's and the prayer has happened and, and the spell has happened, um, show, you know, show some gratitude. And, and if more spell work is done, you know, then continue down that path. And then also look at the additive and the subtractive. Is there, mm-hmm. like, if you're asking... If you're asking for a cut and clear, for example, a lot of women, you know, call in the show and they're, they've got these awful guys and the reading says, you know, you cut this guy off. Then the follow-up for that, you do the spell work. But now your actions have to follow that. Don't, you know, oh, you know what, I'm just going to text them real quick. I'm just going to send them this Christmas card. I'm just going to do, no, your actions, <laughs> this is something you have to subtract. You did the spell work. You got the reading. Your own instinct is telling you it's time to cut that off. So the follow-up for the spell is to actually create new behaviors in your life and cut that person off or cut a habit off or not go somewhere, whatever it is. And then there might be additive things. Like if you're asking for peace in your uh, relationship, like say you're doing a reconciliation thing. And a lot of women, I say women because mostly women call it. This is not just applying to women. It's applies to men too. But a lot of people call in, you know, they want this reconciliation thing and they want you know I want us to get back together and then they go but I want this one partner so what he's paying for what he did and then I want it you know and they have this underlying mm. little cruel thing that twists and then the reader's like wait a minute you just said you wanted this one thing you know and now you want this other thing this kind of revenge cell kind of thing now you're asking for two different workings here and if you're saying you want to get back with that person why would you want to cause misery to that person you can't have it both ways you know so there mm-hmm. has to be something adding to that person. And sometimes, you know, this isn't really a part of hoodoo, but this is a part of that larger picture that I'm talking about. Sometimes in your in your path, you've you got to get counseling or something. There's a lot of people that have called on here, a couple of people I can think of that, you know, it was suggested, you know, maybe get some either individual counseling or couples counseling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the spell work fuels that behavior, but the spell work is not a panacea for that behavior. It's not. It's not a substitute for mm-hmm. that behavior. Mm. And um, so that's the kind of. Sometimes there's real world, mundane, non glamorous. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's not who do it's not fun. It's not magic. But there's some real follow up that needs to happen. Keep mm-hmm. the spell work going. Keep the herbs going. Keep the mojo bag going. The candle burning. All that kind of stuff. All of that helps. But those actions that we do, the additive and the subtractive actions that we do and the gratitude we show the ancestors afterwards, 
that's the follow-up that needs to happen. That means, in some sense, is more than the spell itself. Hmm. So, so if I understand what you said, and I'm going to try to um, see if I understood you, additives can include um, social and therapeutic mm. um, modalities, right? And um, and um, but also it could mean adding something else to the spell too, you know, as well as tweaking the spell. You might want to add to the spell, um, and um, subtractive would include, if I understood you right, removing from your list of desires those things were, which were not essential. In mm. other words, um, subtracting, um, I must have him drive a car less than five years old. Just subtract that. It was unnecessary. Okay? Right. Un- unnecessary uh, requirements. And you can also subtract unnecessary or unwanted behaviors. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the biggest one because it's so self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. I think for me, for me, when I think of follow-up, I think of follow-up falling into kind of three categories. And this, these three categories can be both magical work as well as kind of personality work or personal work, if you will, or social work, uh, and I've put them in these three. I, I call it check-in, touch-up, and gratitude. <laughs> check-in is the sort of diagnostic component of it. This is just to make sure things are going well. After you do the magical work, you can do a reading. After you do the magical work, you check in. Let's say you do reconciliation work. You should ask your partner, where do we stand? How are mm-hmm. we doing? There should be a component of it. So the check-in bit is, is knowledge-based. Making sure where you where you are in your destiny, where you are in your social web, where you are emotionally. How do I feel about this? Okay, we got back together. Am I good, or am I not? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got, I got that job. Do I feel good about this job? Do I not feel good about this job? Or sometimes it's, hey, I got that job. Let me go check in with my root worker. I don't know how many times I've done work for a client and then you know uh, spend weeks and weeks on this situation and then you never hear back from them and then a year later they came back and like oh I, I'd like some more root work <laughs> and you go so whatever happened in that situation oh we were successful we got back together we're we're, we're engaged mm-hmm. now like, oh thanks for thanks for letting me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right so check in is just it could also just be that hey here's how things change or it could be something that is an actual like divination I'm gonna go to Miss Cat and I'm gonna ask how are things looking and then she can let you know spiritually where things are. Touch up is the work that you do to continue your success. This involves feeding your mojo bag regularly. This involves uh, doing spiritual cleansing of your house every few months. This involves, uh, you know, whatever type of, you know, keep lighting the candles on the honey jar uh, once a week for, for, you know, however many months. This can be spiritual work, but it can also be uh, actual physical work. Am I making the time to uh, communicate with my partner? Am I making the time to organize my house? Am I going out of my way to ensure that I put out my resume uh, out into the world so that I get the job that I want? Mm-hmm. Touch-up is basically the, the uh, actions you take to keep the momentum going. They can be magical work. They can be spiritual in origin. They can be prayers. They can be candle work, or they can be physical things that you do. I did a health spell 
am I now uh, making sure that I go to the gym once or twice a week or that I'm within my calorie count or whatnot? It's the work that you do to continue the momentum. And then there's gratitude. Gratitude is the single most important secret of magic work. Uh, what what um, the you know a law of attraction talks about the gospel of of optimism, right? It's not thinking positively; it's being in a state of gratitude. This can be an internal state uh, where you are in a state where you are vibrating gratitude for the success that you have. It can be ritual in origin. You thank the ancestors for how they helped you. You thank the spirits that you called upon. You give the offerings to the saints that you worked with. You make sure that you gave your coins to the dead that you gathered graveyard from, etc., so on and so forth. And it's also, again, has a social, psychosocial component. Are you grateful that your partner came back to you after you did reconciliation work? Are you grateful for the job that you got? It's, it's the question. It's a, both an emotional state to be in an attitude to cultivate, and spiritual work to do. So that's how I think of kind of follow-up work, falling into three categories. That's, I, I really like that idea of three categories. That makes sense to me. Um, mm. So what what we've got here is, um, you know, some, some experienced people telling um, in partly through what we know has failed and partly yeah. through oh, what yeah. we know has succeeded and partly in terms of what we ourselves recommend to our own clients. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a, a situation that comes up very often for professionals. Now, all of the people who listen to this show are not professionals. That's just not how it is all the time. But... Um, but those who are professionals, I think, do know what we're talking about, uh, that we mm. we understand that um, – and we've all had these um, situations with people who don't um, do not do what they say they're going to do. You know, they don't mm-hmm. do what they mm-hmm. are supposed to do. Um, and an, so, another example go, – go right ahead. Yeah. Another Another kind of – tangible example of additive and subtractive that I was just thinking of. I had it here in my notes. I forgot to mention when it comes to hoodoo is look what we do with the spell ingredients after we're done with a spell in hoodoo. Mm. If it's mm-hmm. something, it's an energy or intention we want to add to our lives. We're either going to bury that stuff in our yard because we want it to quote unquote, kind of grow within our, our life. So we bury it in the yard. We want to keep it with us. We want to keep it close to us. Or mm. some of that stuff we might put in a mojo bag. We, we might keep it in our pocket or our purse. We want to keep that energy with us so it's additive. And then other times with other spells, we want to take that stuff and we want to take it to the crossroads and we want to leave it there. Or we want to put it in a moving river or however we get rid of it. Or sometimes you might take a spell um, and put it amongst ants and let the ants carry it out. And so we want to disperse it. We want it, you know, to make it go go outward. So even mm-hmm. even even physically, we have these tangible examples of adding and subtracting. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about disposal of spell ingredients or even the creation of something to be disposed is definitely part of the spell work. And um, mm-hmm. I have uh, I have a web page that a lot of people have found useful, which is at um, luckymojo.com. 
laying forward slash laying tricks dot html and in mm-hmm. that i kind of broke down the forms of disposal which uh Callie mojo girl was just talking about mm-hmm. disposal at a graveyard is very different than disposal at crossroads disposal by throwing in a river disposal by throwing in the ocean disposal by burying in one's yard burying it at a court uh house lawn all of these disposals are different and they are follow-ups to the spell. That's very mm-hmm. important. Um, this, this in and themselves is a way of telling whether something is going to be successful or not. Uh, uh, from the perspective of a professional root worker, if you tell a client to do something with ritual remains or something on their end, you need to take this bath, you need to keep this mojo bag, you need to bury these remains, etc., whether they do that or not tells you a lot about whether you're going to succeed or not because part of the work involves actual work. If a client, if I send a client a bath while I'm doing altar work and then I check in and I go, have you taken the bath yet? Oh, no, I haven't got around to doing it. That also tells you something. That is part mm-hmm. of follow-up. Follow- I think sometimes people think of follow-up as like, Things you do later on, it's like, you know, like check up with a doctor, but that's not necessarily the case. Follow-up is an integral part of the magical work itself. Hoodoo is not, it's a system of working, it's a tradition of working. It's not just a set of recipes. You don't just set it and forget it. Right? You don't just mm-hmm. light a candle and then forget it. There's a way of working things. Like for example, people think of reconciliation work as I do some work and then that person gets back together with me. But I know women that have kept uh, sweetening jars on their partners the entire time they've been together. Right? Like for them, that is the follow-up. That's just ordinary maintenance of making sure your, your relationship works well. Same thing with court cases. I mean, when, in Virginia in particular, honey jars are more court case than anything else. And I knew, mm-hmm. I knew people that, that had those honey jars for years, years, mm-hmm. like covered with wax. And that for them is just an integral part of doing the work. So you can mm-hmm. tell a law about if someone has what it takes to be successful by whether they will do the follow-up or not, or what their attitude to follow-up is. Do they see it as a sort of superfluous, like an extra thing, a vestigial thing that you kind of do? Or is it important? Do they take it seriously? That tells you a lot. And as a diviner, you can see that. You go, have you been feeding your mojo back? Oh, you know, I've been forgetting. Oh, well, mm-hmm. that tells me something. Yeah, this is. Uh, I find this very important, and thank you for bringing yeah. that up too, Ollie. That um, that the um, that the follow up work that uh, as a root worker that I prescribe to the client, mm-hmm. if they don't follow it up, they leave me kind of holding the bag for their spell's fa- failure. And mm-hmm. for instance, as an example, someone wants to um, get their child into a specific school program. And I say, okay, send me the photo of the child and I some crown of success work I'm going to do. And I'm going to also send you an oil that I'm going to prepare at the altar, more than just a regular prepared oil, but I'm going to add some special things to it. And I'm going to uh, make this um, oil with the, uh, over the picture of the child and so forth and so on. And I'm going to send it to you and I want you to use that oil and put it in that child's hair or on the palms of her hands or whatever. And then she gets it all and pays me very good money and pays me extra money for that specially prepared oil and there may be an amulet to go with it. Sew this amulet inside the kid's backpack. And then I check in with her. Did you do it? No. No. 
And she was expecting me to light a candle and move the whole situation. But I went to the trouble of making something, and it can be, in some cases, it can be, uh, not that I'm a very uh, expensive root worker, but it, some of these very complicated things where you're sending them a lot of stuff and doing mm. a lot of work can be several hundred dollars, but they yeah. never did the follow-up. And um, and then they'll often have an answer to your question, did you do that? Like, oh, I was supposed to do that, wasn't I? And you just, yeah, you just want to go, yeah. what the heck, you just wasted my time and your time. And then they say, oh, well, her spell didn't work. And that's not right from the standpoint of um, truth-telling, but it's also a waste of their money. They they thought they could throw money at something without doing the follow-up themselves. That's what it is. Mm. Yeah, that's what it boils down to is just uh, throwing money at it. And I think a lot of that, you know, root work might be different from a lot of spell work. I don't know. But I know that the, the, the key word in there is work. You know, you're mm-hmm. taking food, you're taking herbs, you're taking, but you're doing work. This is work. You know, this is not here, Miss Cat. Here's five hundred dollars. Take care of my problem and, and get back with me. Mm-hmm. It's not like mm-hmm. that. And um, yeah. I like Conjurman always saying, you don't just set it and forget it. There's so mm-hmm. much follow up that goes on after that. I mean, that should be like a root work motto. You know, there's follow-up yeah. that goes on after that. And, Miss Kat, what was that um, website you mentioned that has discusses different disposal techniques oh, and spells or something? It's luckymojo.com forward slash laying tricks, L-A-Y-I-N-G-T-R-I-C-K-S dot H-T-M-L. And that it has a lot about different forms of disposal. All right. Well, let's turn this over. Oh, Shiva posted it in the comment section. Thank you, Shiva. Um, so um, let's uh, turn this over to Papa Newt, and we'll see if we can take a client under these uh, duressing circumstances here. <laughs> oh, lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood and Contraband Ali, and this week's special guest, Callie Mojo Girl, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home contra remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535. And press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop in and read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code 304, which is a a West Virginia area code, but is currently living in North Carolina. Uh, Mm. This is Carmen. Carmen, are you there? I am. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Um, I see that you've been listening to us for quite some time. That you've never called us before? Yes, I think so. If I have, it was a long oh. time ago. I think maybe I tried once, but was late or something. I can't go it's back. This is the first good. time I've made it on, I think. Hey, it's great to have you here, and thank you for entrusting us with your situation. Um, now, let's take a look here. Now, I, I see that you have not had any readings with Kajamano Lee or Miss Cat, or um, have gone to any other readers and root workers in this particular situation. Is that correct? That's correct. 
All right. Andrew writes, recently, uh, Arin visited me while I was working in the garden. Later, while researching about it and meditating on the Arin's symbolism, one of the questions that comes up was, are you sure you uh, that you're using all your ability, uh, available resources? Some thoughts and time clean, uh, cleaning resulted in, uh, besides better organization, finding tools, and I had been missing and had forgotten. It occurred to me that if there are positive things I have overlooked, there might be some troublesome things uh, that aren't on my radar. Question is, what's what troublesome or negative things might I be overlooking in my immediate future? Turn back to you, Miss Cat. All right, Carmen. Well, um, for those listening to this show from overseas, a wren is a small bird, W-R-E-N. And um, sometimes people listening to the show from the Philippines are thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's a wren. <laughs> she saw a wren. Um, so first of all, I'm going to say a wren generally carries no negative connotations because a wren is a very positive bird and I wouldn't worry as much about it as you might be worrying Just that's just my take on it because of what I know about the wren as a magical bird it's a bird of of, um, of great resourcefulness it's a small um, bird and it's a bird that has um, a great deal of power in its smallness and hiddenness. So I can read on that question, but I'm going to say let's go into it with the confidence that a wren is a is a very almost always a positive. I mean, I can't even think of an experience in which a wren has a negative connotation to me. Um, unlike birds like crows, which can be both positive for wisdom and negative for death, wren is always good, in, in my opinion. Okay? So um happy to, to let you know that now I'm going to do um, um, a reading on this using um, cards, but I'm going to do it a little differently than I normally do. I'm going to pull instead of pulling three cards and reading for you, I'm going to pull one card first, and I'm going to do a pendulum reading over it. Then I'm going to pull another, and then another, and I'm going to do pendulum readings over them. And I'll explain as I go. A little different way of reading. So first is what is the card of Carmen? Okay, and the card of Carmen, that's you, is the three of wands. And so I'm going to ask here over this card with my pendulum, and I'm using a brand new Unikite pendulum that I just got yesterday, and it's like super active and wants to work, and it's like really great pendulum. So the question I'm going to ask over the card, the three of wands, which signifies some delay, it signifies observation, looking out over the bay, looking for things. So I'm going to ask, is Carmen correct that the wren had symbolic meaning and the, and the pendulum is going, yes, 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 yes. Okay. So pendulum says, yes, this was a true... And um, the card I have here for the wren is... a. Uh, a, a nice card of steady work. It's called the Eight of Pentacles. So the Wren is saying, always do one thing after another. Uh, make sure that you're well hidden or protected, and um, and put yourself on display. Be seen now and then. 
but be a steady worker. This is what the wren says. Now I'm going to take my pendulum and go over this card, and I'm going to ask, is this a true card of what the wren is saying? Pendulum says yes. I'm going to go one step further now, and I'm going to ask the wren, is there anything negative you want to convey? getting a no. The wren has nothing negative to say. So that leaves you with a question about what is negative. The wren statement is positive, very positive. Keep keep at what you're doing. Use all your resources. The card shows a man with a hammer and a chisel carving golden coins or discs with designs. So use all your skills. Use all your resources. Do everything you have to do. If something doesn't work, put it aside. He has one that's kind of messed up. Puts it aside. Go on to do the next one. So that's what the Wren is saying. Then the third question that I'm going to ask on your behalf is, is there something negative, not a message from the Wren? Is there some troublesome or negative thing in your life that you should know about. And um, uh, the card is a card that is, I would call it a fairly neutral card. It does not say, yes, there's terrible negative things, and it doesn't say, there's yes, there's positive things. It's a card called the Wheel of Fortune. It's a card of change, and it's usually a card of good fortune. And it says what you should be aware of is that things always change. Um, mm-hmm. So um, the Wheel of Fortune shows a snake falling off of the wheel. So troublesome people will leave. It shows a, a high priest of Anubis, the faithful guardian or helper, coming up on the wheel. And then there's these um, four angels with books reading. So the world is full of signs for you, but the, but the outcome really is an outcome of... Uh, justice and good fortune. I'm going to take my pendulum over this and I'm going to say um, are there negative people currently in the situation? And I get what's called a dead pendulum. It's just sitting there. Oh, now it makes a tiny little yes. This little yes is so little that it's only going over the inner circle of this tarot card. It's not covering the whole card like the others were. Now I'm going to ask um, are these negative people um, going to be causing problems in the future? And I get a little tiny no, which is a very little no. Next, I'm going to ask, are there negative spirits in the situation? Are there spiritual energies, angelic energies, demonic energies, ancestral energies, discarnate spirits that are negative? And I'm getting a tiny, tiny no. Not really. So now I'm going to ask... Is this a question of decisions that need to be made about the future that are troubling? Nope. Okay, I'm not getting a just a little no. Pendulum is very quiet over this card. Um, and I'm going to ask one more question. Are the things that are troublesome um, coming soon? I'm actually getting a bigger no over this. So then I, I guess I have to ask another question. Are the tr- things that are troublesome actually going away? Yes, and that's, oh, that's a big yes. Okay, now we're getting a yes. The, the, the pendulum is swinging the whole length of the card, up and down, up and down, yes. So this tells me that what you may have seen was um, a question that you had 
but that that question is already being solved. Some things were already being solved without you even needing to do anything. Things were taking care of themselves. I'm going to go back to the card that represents the wren, this little busy worker card, and I'm going to ask, will the wren come again if you need another message? And I'm getting a yes, big yes. That wren will be there for you. Okay? So that is my uh, reading on that question. I'm going to turn this over to Kali Mojo Girl. I love that reading. That was amazing. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I do as well. I love the way... Oh, man, it was so uh, thorough. Miss Cat checked the mundane world, and then she checked out the spirit world, too. She just checked everything. She left no (laughs) sun on time. That was amazing. That was really amazing. Um, I love that the caller is sensitive to the animals and animal spirits. We don't get calls like this very often. It's usually, oh, this man is, you know, or this job. or, But this is amazing. This is a very unique, very spiritual call um, that she saw the, 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 the spirit of the bird, and she's wanting to know what the message was. That's really beautiful. That in itself is beautiful. Um, he was a beautiful little bird. Yeah, he, he would know. not escape notice. He he clearly wanted to be seen, and they often don't around mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Well, I I pulled um I pulled three cards, and and they're not um they're not I don't know if they're really referring to the Wren's visit, but I'll let you be the judge of that. But anyway, um, first card I pulled, I'm using the Housewife Tarot, and um, I got the Magician. And, you know, this was, um, I know Miss Cat had done the pendulum and she was asking about, is there any person in the mundane world that is, you know, being, could pose as troublesome or I'm not sure the wording she used, but she looked around for that kind of, um, did a recon for that and didn't see anything. The pendulum didn't see anything, but what um, I'm, I'm seeing in your energy and then also with this card, this, uh, this guy on this card, what I'm seeing in your energy is that, there was a male that was in your life for a long time and he sucked a lot of your energy out. He may not be in your life now or he may be, I don't know, but he just, he really pulled a lot of the energy out of your aura that needs to be there. So this person was very taxing in some kind of way. And, um, and then I get, I get um, a nine of pentacles in this, in this deck and it's a woman that um, she's counting. She's looking at all the dishes that uh, she's very proud of her dishwasher. And I almost get the sense, and this is, this is really kind of more of a, like a clairsentient thing. This is not really referring, you know, to the rent itself. But I'm getting a feeling from you that um, you keep very careful records. You notice a lot of details. You're a highly detailed, organized person. I wouldn't be surprised if you were you weren't in some kind of numbers kind of job at one time. But sometimes but this is the point in your life where you need to let that go. Where I, I'm feeling too much attention and focus is on the things, you know, counting this, looking at that, um, you know, this ledger that you have. And the, you need to let go of that ledger. And it somehow it relates back to, to the, the magician guy. And in this deck he's actually a a used washing machine salesman or something. <laughs> 
So he's kind of got this cheesy, you know, it's just a, when I pull up this card, it's usually a guy that's, you know, he's just a little, he's a little shady. And it seems, um, and then along with the nine of pentacles card. He's a pastor, that's for sure. <laughs> really, really. And I get the feeling mm. that, you know, all of the counting and the ledger and, you know, this wasn't right. That wasn't right. You need to let all of that go because it's still sucking. It's like a tire that has a hole in it and the air is coming out. You've got to let it go. You've got to cut it off. It's just going to keep draining you thinking about it. And then the final card I got was the two of pentacles. And this one is kind of playful. It's this lady, you know, there's a little dog on the floor running around. There's a little toddler running around. She's having fun. She's, she's lighthearted. She's, um, I picture her, even though it's inside, I picture her outside spending time in nature, you know, doing fun things. And I recommend that for you. And you were in nature when you saw the rent, so I, I notice you are a nature person. But there's something more that you need to do to take you out of the mindset of the past of whoever this blood sucker was in your life before. So that's what I got. <laughs> wow. How interesting. That Housewives Tarot um, is a, a very fun tarot. For those of you unfamiliar with it, this is a, a Kelly Mojo girl uses this one regularly. And it's it everything is sort of cast in, in sort of um, – kind of comedic and yet absolutely serious spiritual connection to 1950s advertising art. It's a really a funny, interesting deck. It really has a lot to say about our lives, the way we the way we live them. Well, let's turn this over to Conjurman Ali and um, see what spell work is recommended. Yeah, thanks. I think you have some fantastic readings here. What I'm going to do is give you a couple... <laughs> different readings or different workings, but they're all kind of linked together. The first is you. this Ren is very clearly a some type of spirit guardian, spirit guide. I'm a person who develops strong relationships with certain animals. I had a very strong relationship with a raven, for example. Um, I recommend bird allies heavily, uh, tree allies that work really well to develop those kind of connections to nature. Um, so what I want you to do is get a white candle, some fresh water, and some bird feed or something that you can feed the wren. Um, place this on a small table uh, outside, a very small white candle. Pray over this, light the white candle, get like a one of the uh, four-inch candles. Let it burn all the way down. Once it's burned all the way down, take the fresh water and the seeds and leave this out into your, in your garden and allow the wren or any other bird that comes about to eat and drink from it. Regularly repeat this offering. Light the candle, pray. When it burns down, lead the offering. This is both as a thanks, but also to build up that relationship. This wren gave you a message. Thank the uh, spirit of the wren for the message. Where the candle is going, say, I, you know, I thank the spirit. Thank you for reaching out to me. I wish to continue to build this relationship and talk to the spirit. You know, is there further any further messages you have for me? Anything that I should need to know? Building this relationship is really powerful. Those spirits will intervene in your life. They will act as guardians, and they themselves will act as filters. Uh, and they'll, they'll take hits for you. They'll do all sorts of uh, – let me tell you, it's a very powerful connection, but it takes uh, sincerity, and it takes regular work. So build it there. 
Next, what I want you to do is get a large lodestone by kind of a specimen size or a large one, whichever one you prefer from Lucky Mojo. When you get it, wash it with a little bit of whiskey. Place this on a plate that you are going to set up yeah, on a dresser or a bureau or somewhere in the house, but place it on a plate around this plate. Like you could put it on the plate itself, but around the master uh, the uh, lodestone, I want you to put some master root, five-finger grass, and bay leaves. Then once a week, you're going to sprinkle this with lodestone, with the magnetic sand, and you're going to feed it. And as you feed it, you're going to ask that all change that comes into your life be positive change, that it attract to you health, wealth, money, uh, happiness, joy, etc. All the things that you want, you're going to say for it to attract to you and your home. Once uh, you're going to start this when the moon is actually waxing, when it begins to grow, and you're going to continue it until the next full moon. When you receive the uh, the you know as the moon grows to to the to the full, fullest, keep going. Uh, once it, you get there, you're going to sprinkle the full moon. Once it arrives, you're going to take a little bit of the lodestone uh, hairs, the little uh, magnetic sand that's sticking on it. Just grab a couple pinches of it, place it in your palm, go outside your house, and sprinkle it at the four corners of your house. This is to ensure that you are constantly attracting good into your life. And you're going to keep doing this. You're going to keep feeding it. You're going to feed it once a week. And once the moon is full again, you are going to go ahead and sprinkle it out. And you're just going to keep repeating. And over time, it'll grow, and you'll have more and more hair, hairs on there. Finally, what I want you to do is build yourself a spray filter, a little spritz. Get a spray bottle, fill it up with Hoyt's cologne, add a couple drops of Van Van, shake this up. Whenever you feel your energy is down, whenever you feel that there's something is too taxing on you, you're just going to spritz all around you. Spritz, 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 spritz. This is really great. It has a warming effect. It helps to cleanse away the negative, helps to cleanse away the bad, but also kind of uplift and empower. So these are kind of three works. You'll note that these aren't just one-off spells. They have a lot of follow-up to them. They're regularly done. That involves components of touch-up, etc. But I do think that if you build it as a practice, as a sort of discipline, all three of these will help to address the spiritual conditions you are currently in while also allowing you the opportunity to build something positive and growth from there. That's my recommendation. Wow. Wow. That's, um, that's really nice. I like the idea. This goes so well with our idea of follow-up. Um, we were you know, right? talking about follow-up as something to do, mm-hmm. and um, these spells repeat, and that's you know yeah. really, really good. The um, the third one that you gave, um, I was writing these down. Refresh me on what was the third one? I had the first one was the white candle. The second one right. was the lodestone. The, what was third, the third is the Spray bottle with Hoyt's cologne. Ah, and a spray bottle with Hoyt's cologne. Got it. Thank you. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's turn this over to Papa Newt. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rubricers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic, authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. 
Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. And our next client is calling in from California of area code 661. This is uh, Signe. Signe, are you there? Yes. Hello. Did Can I you hear me? Hey, hello. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Yes, yes, you did. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, thank you, and welcome to the show. I see this is your first time calling in. Thank you for yes. entrusting us with your situation today. Yes. And and I see that you've had uh, no private readings with Ms. Capricorn Lee or have gone to any other readers and rubricers on this situation. Is that correct? That's correct. All right, and to be right, I'm a business owner, a chiropractor, and a sound healer. Uh, one home, homeless encampment has made a semi-permanent home with their trash outside on other side of a building near near the parking lot. It's alarming patients. They don't trust their car to come inside. They come right back after the security or police run them off after an hour. I've been collecting personal items and tracks of theirs to put in an uh, uh an elected hot foot powder to be made this Tuesday, June 4th uh, at 3 p.m., uh, Mars Day, at the hour of Mars, and in, in, in fall on, uh, uh, let's see, uh, am I being too harsh using uh, uh, the elected hot foot powder? Turn it back to you, Miss Kat. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> um, okay, let's just before we turn this one over for a reading. What she means by an elected hot foot powder is it, she's referring to astrology and the idea mm-hmm. of using an elected hour. And she's mm-hmm. assigned this hot foot powder to a Mars hour on a Mars day, um, with Mars in fall on the midheaven. Jesus Christ, lady, you're good. <laughs> So, Signe, mm. <laughs> you're going to win now. But no, you're not. I, but I, you, there's no way that that is too harsh. That's actually very good. But let's get a reading on this from Ali. Mm-hmm. Ali likes astrology too. He'll say something. Yeah, this was a it's a mm-hmm. really good election. Um, uh, and in regards to wanting to use a, a hot foot powder. Uh, and wanting to use that type of election, I think that election works really well with Hoffman. My reading is a little bit different here. It does not say that this is a particularly good move to deal with the homeless. Oh. Now, the reason I say this is I've uh, the very first working that I did uh, when I was adopted into the hoodoo tradition with Mama Jay was a foot washing, and it was done uh, on mm. an older man. I don't remember his name, but he's an older black guy. And he came in, and he was about 60 years old or so, who had been hot-footed. And he had spent the past two and a half years homeless. Uh, and she did a foot washing on him to cleanse away the hot foot. It was done on, by, on him by an ex-wife. He had lost touch with his family, lost touch with his friends, etc. The homeless are already hot-footed in, in many ways. So hot-foot is a, is, may not be the best approach, but there, it doesn't mean you need to uh, simply accept that they're there. There is an approach that you can take to deal with it. And I see this in the very first card. The first card is the Five of Wands. The Five of Wands is a card of strife. It's a card of fighting. It's a card of, of conflict. Um, if you wish to throw strife and conflict into their midst, then yeah, this is a good card in that regard. I wouldn't say as an overall kind of ethical approach it indicates uh, a smart move. What it indicates here is that it will cause more of a dust storm than you realize. It will cause more of a dust storm in their lives than you realize. But that there is a way forward here, and that way forward is with the Page of Wands. The Page of Wands is a smart, wise person who does his measurements. So. 
that's you. You very clearly are able to uh, measure and you're able to uh, do a very good elective astrology here. You simply need to uh, uh, adjust slightly from an attempt to force away to attract away to draw them to something better, to draw them to something else. Uh, a good approach here would be to uh, gather, for example, uh, foot tracks to gather their dirt and walk it off to a homeless shelter or walk it off to an encampment, uh, something of the sort. The final card here is the Ten of Pentacles. The Ten of Pentacles indicates an older gentleman who is successful and now in retirement, uh, calling upon your ancestors, but more importantly, calling upon the spirits of the land itself. So working with the spirit of whatever building you're at or whatever center you're at, that has a spirit attached to it, and you can work with that spirit draw that spirit into this working to draw to kind of help bring these people away uh and then the final card is the nine of pentacles your business is going to be fine uh this is a temporary situation you've got the skills the tools you need in order to turn this situation around um i would recommend uh based off of this reading a slightly different approach than hotfoot uh i would instead do some type of drawing away work Working with their powders, and Miss Cat can give you all sorts of recommendations uh, in that regard. I think the cards here um, are clear that that instead of trying to fight them, uh, draw uh, draw them away. And drawing them away is going to work better. A little bit of sugar is going to go off much further than uh, throwing fire into this pan. They're already in a state of hot-footedness, uh, if you will. So directing them away and directing them to someplace else is going to work in your favor, but know that you will be successful and your business will be fine in the end, that this will not make a, take a major hit on your business in the long run. That's what my reading sees here. I'm going to turn this over to Kali Mojo Girl, and then Miss Kat will give you some uh, work recommendations. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, um, I actually, you know, Ms. Kat, can I say a, a root work thing that came to my head? No, you're supposed to do a reading, honey. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, that's our fine. Style. Yeah, um, I agree with uh, Conjurman Ali. Um, I got uh, that drawing them, the first thing came to my mind in, when I looked at these cards, drawing, drawing these individuals to something better for them would be better than putting fire under their feet. And um, and you're totally, according to this reading, you're totally within your right, I think, you know, as far as the spirits go and the situation goes, is to address these homeless guys. I got, the first card I got is justice. And, um, I mean, that says it all right there. You know, you're trying to run a business. You're trying to do what's fair. You're calling in the show to make sure you're not being too severe. So um, I think you're in the, you have the right mindset. The second card is the Six of Swords, and the way it looks in the Housewives Tarot is that there are six steak knives, and they're uh, vertical into the ground, and there's a lady walking over the steak knives and waving goodbye like, you know, she's like, bye-bye. So these guys are going to have a rough time, you know, getting, because she's kind of like on a tight tight rope because she's walking on the tips of these steak knives. So these guys are going to have a rough time getting to another place and finding somewhere comfortable. So I, I, I think this really jives with what Conjurement Ali said, is let your spell work, um, knock the obstacles out of the way of these guys getting to a better place. And then the third one is the Two of Wands. And, sh and this lady, she's a housewife. 
She looks, you know, really overwhelmed. She's holding a broom and a two, two different mops, and she has them in a cross. And they kind of remind me of the crossroads. So this is more, um, this is more using magical work to get these guys um, to somewhere else. Because when I think of the crossroads, I think of, you know, when you let us, but we were talking earlier about um, disposing of a spell, and we dispose of spells at the crossroads. So I think work, um, address the ancestors of these people and say, hey, can you find a better home for your, for your descendants because they, they can't stay here and I want them to be okay. Can you help them? All right. Okay. Yeah, I like the idea of that, um, the two of wands with a crossed mop and broom since that certainly mm, comes yeah. to the idea of cleaning. But they are mm-hmm. people, as Ali said, who's under cross conditions. So I'm in a minority here, Signe. I'm like, hot with the hell out of them. Just move them on. <laughs> the that's, that's just me. Uh, but then I'm a business owner. And, um, you know, my feeling is um, I am not the state. I am not the social worker program. It's not it within my cable toe. It's not within my ability to fix everybody. Um, and I understand getting the, mm. the state, the county, the city involved and rousting them will not work. Obviously, they just come back again. Mm. So, um, but I, I, I understand what Ollie said. He's more compassionate than me in this particular instance. He doesn't have a business. So he says, oh, they've already been hot-footed. Don't do it. Okay, I get that. So I'm going to come up with a with an idea here that kind of is a little milder than what I would have done. I would have hot-footed the hell out of them and not care where they land, but they probably would land on someone else's doorstep. So um, I will take the, the, the discretion that's offered by Kali Mojo Girl and the discretion that's offered by Ollie. I would um, create a um, – anyway, I was still hot for on Tuesday. I'm telling you that was a really good election. But mm. on a Wednesday, <laughs> on a Wednesday during a Mercury hour, you might want to do something that would um, – Get some paperwork going. Clean them. You know, get mm. report them. Um, letters to the editor. Any kind of communicative things. Um, and you can um, dress that any paperwork or or dress yourself if you're writing it electronically. Uh, you would want to um, address that with anything related to Mercury. And um, you could make it be a road opener candle for them to be led somewhere else. The idea, since you have their foot tracks and their other things, of mixing their foot tracks with sugar, if there is, depending on where you live, any kind of a navigation center or um, homeless shelter place, you could walk their foot tracks there. And the day to do that would be on a Thursday when the expansive powers of the of Jupiter, the expansive powers of the state to help the homeless are in play. So you could do it as a three-day spell. So first, hot with the hell out of them. Day two, write to the authorities, place formal, you know, um, verbal situations, and also kind of loosen them up to be open on their roads. And then on the third day, that's when you can do the nicer things that Ali and Kali Mojo Girl were suggesting, find them a new home, find them, you know, um, have something come to them. The problem is that the homeless are generally mentally ill, and they may mm. be have a comorbidity mm. with 
with drugs. The drugs is what most people see, but they don't understand the underlying mental illness. So that's why I would say you want to get the state involved as well. Are you in a a large city or a small town? I'm a medium-sized city, 500,000. Oh, that's pretty big, 500,000. Central California, Bakersfield. Oh, you're in Bakersfield. Oh, mm-hmm. not so good. I mean, I, I, I happen to know that the social services in Bakersfield are lousy. But mm. Yeah. For, and they're ignoring yeah. the situation. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And um, for those of you who listen to this radio show from around the world and forward in time, California, because it has a sort of an equitable temperature most years, we have more homeless. It's not because we're more tolerant. It's not because we do more drugs out here. It's because the weather is good. And um, and and the homeless are smart enough to take a greyhound to California. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I hear you loud and clear on that one. Um, are there other um, business owners around you who can form an association or um, get involved? I'm sure there is. Yeah, I know then, business owners I can. Yes, that would be your Wednesday job. Okay, mm-hmm. so Wednesday, Wednesday, you're going to be Tuesday. Yeah, start off by knocking them off their perch. On Wednesday, I want you to do some reach out work. I believe that um, um, the Page of Wands is a, a great card for uh, you know reaching out to people and doing things in a kind of forward looking manner. Um, any kind of uh, compassion that you can bring to muster on a Wednesday. Try to try to involve other people. On the Thursday, try to involve the state and, and and see what can be done. It's more than just a crying shame, it, but it is hurting you and your business. Mm. So mm. speak out. And on Thursday, see, you know, if you can get people together, uh, do something that is very much balanced for justice. Now, the card of justice is a card that always says, do not pursue. Seek justice, but do not pursue. So you're not going to go there and individually shoot them dead or something. You're you're going to send them away, but mm-hmm. I do like the idea of sending them someplace good. So mix a foot treks with a little hot foot powder and sprinkle that, but then maybe come back and take some of that back up again and mix it with some sugar and lead them down to whatever place, the Salvation Army or whoever, and and get them going in that direction as well. There are places Mm. that can take care of such people, but in Bakersfield, I know that town, backwards and forwards, you don't have anything to draw on in Bakersfield. It's just a – it's not going to be – I mean – go ahead. Oh, there's there's a homeless shelter. It's just overrun. It's overrun. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah. don't. There isn't. There isn't one excess calorie for the homeless in Bakersfield. It's just mm-hmm. a tightly, uh, uh, you know, it's good climate, lots of homeless people, not enough um, economic resources. Mm. So you may end up deeper into this than you thought if you take on the Jupiterian concept of trying to to um, engage um, the the social services. But I think you need to do a three day spell. And no. and work all three aspects of it. Okay. Can I and add here too? Yeah, go ahead. Ollie, Ollie wants to say something. Go ahead. Just go just ahead. real quick too is like uh, none of this is to indicate that you need to take on more than you need to. Right? Like you shouldn't feel like it's your obligation to to pick this mess up. Or as Cat rightly points out, this is the state's job. 
It's the state or the county or the city that is fundamentally failing. It's not your job to like, you shouldn't be spending a month having to deal with this, right? But there is a way of dealing with this uh, so that it at least, you know, moves off of your responsibility, goes out of your way, but then also without doing like actual harm. Like reduction of harm is something I'm a very, very big proponent of as a, as a good leftist, if you will. Um, so one of the things I, I highly recommend is taking their foot track, mixing it with uh, sugar, salt, and dried ginger. What you do is you take the ginger, the salt, uh, and the sugar, and you grind it all together. You grind it all together, make it a nice powder. You mix it in with their foot track, and you walk that to a crossroads. You take it to the crossroads, and then what you do is then gather dirt from the crossroads dirt and ask the spirit of the crossroads, oh, spirit of the crossroads, it's time for these people to move on. Help them to move on to wherever they need to go, whichever direction that they need to go so that they may find help and a better uh, place for them. And then you take that mixture that you've got, which is now their foot track, the sugar, the salt, the ginger, and the crossroads dirt, and you sprinkle it at the four directions of the crossroads and let the spirit of the crossroads drive them wherever they need to go. Some of them will leave town. Some of them will end up in a homeless shelter. Some of them will go back home. Whatever it is that they need to do, the spirit of the crossroads will take over. You just walk them to that point. You go, okay, if they, if they stay in Bakersfield, they're going to go to this shelter. If not, then they leave the city. That's, that's really like good. That. And a scatter of okay, the thank you. I, I like that a lot. That's, um, um, that's, that's very, very good work. You know, um, just to put another fine point on this, um, when a city – fails and this is going back to my idea of Thursday work for this for yeah. the social services and the good samaritans when a city fails its citizens because it simply will not allocate resources mm-hmm. to help the mentally mm-hmm. ill um it is um you can call upon other good samaritans in other words it doesn't need to only be the city jupiter works from an expansive point of view and the these people need much more help than just to move off of off of a vacant parking lot mm-hmm. or off yeah. of a curb. They yeah. need a lot more help. And so that's where Jupiter comes in. Um, and if you keep those three ideas, you know, the road opening, the Mercury work would he, that he said, that would be the crossroads work. That would be the yeah. Wednesday work. So, um, and think about um, what can be done um, socially and locally. I know Bakersfield is not going to be in the lead in helping the homeless, um, but uh, you, you, (laughs) good luck. I really, I wish you, I wish you all the best on that one because it's seriously, it is a, a, a problem nationwide, but it's particularly a problem um, in California, and we can all talk about. Ronald Reagan, if we want to, at this point. Oh God, yeah. Shake a fist. I wanted to. Oh. I wanted to add something. Um, caller, find out if if you want to do this. Find out if they're veterans. If these guys are, because thirty percent of homeless people are veterans. Mm. So if they are, there are some programs you can put them in touch with that will actually send them a bus ticket to bring them to a transitional housing program. You can that is, hit me up. Hit me up on the forum. Yeah, yeah, I'm Kelly Mojo Girl on the Lucky Mojo Forum, so just send me a message, and I can provide you some um, resources for that. That's that's very true, and that comes under Jupiter. That's the Thursday work. Mm -hmm. 
Um, getting getting the the veterans programs. Thank you so much for that, Kelly Mosher Girl. You're absolutely right, and there is transitional housing and even permanent housing available. All right. Well, next we have um, an announcement. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Cali Mojo Girl in Sacramento, California. Take it away, Cali Mojo Girl. Hi. So I was thinking um, along the lines of the, uh, our topic today, which was about follow-up and with our callers, they had a lot of follow-up um, that we prescribed for them to do. And I know it, it, I was inspired by this topic because of my own um, noticing holes in my own follow-up sometimes. So what came to me was um, once a week get, um, spending some meditation time Get a candle, white candle, um, anoint it with some clarity oil or, um, or like ancestor oil or, or something neutral that is basically you're not asking for anything, you're not, you're not trying to get anything, but you're stopping for a moment and just pausing. And light that candle, spend some time um, thinking about what the goals are for the week. Get a little purple notebook, one of those really uh, those notebooks that are the small ones for some reason purple came to my mind if you can't find purple just get whatever color you can but for some reason purple is a big deal for this and that notebook put next to that candle and let that um, be your follow-up your spiritual follow-up booklet so write in that as you're meditating don't write as you're meditating but meditate for about 15 minutes just slow down calm the mind breathe focus on breath if you know insight meditation or Vipassana meditation, use those skills. And then after that, things will, um, when you're in that clear kind of, um, what is it called, theta wave state or something, a lot of stuff will come to your mind that are subconscious that you need to do. Write them in the purple notebook and make sure to sync that with your um, iPhone and your calendars and whatnot. Make sure those tasks don't just fall by the wayside and just something happy you're thinking about on a Sunday and then you forget about it on a Monday. But just like Conjurement Ali says, don't, don't light it and forget it, but keep, keep going with this. The following Sunday, meet yourself back there again and uh, review what you got done, what you didn't get done, what needs to be done, and also have a moment of gratitude. So get another white candle, use the same candle. You can just keep, you know, get one of those pillar candles, and this could be your, your private place that you go to to pause and reflect and to check where you're at on your spiritual journey as far as your spiritual follow-up. That's, that is so um, important, and not many mm. people associate this kind of work with folk magic because mm-hmm. it, it comes more out of the new thought, self-development, self-help, and general spirituality and metaphysics 
a field, but it is absolutely important to add this on to hoodoo because when people perform hoodoo and come at it from a folk magical point of view where it's their family's stuff, they don't usually get caught in these twisted circles of repetition, very rarely, because they know the limits of what is capable and what, what's going to happen, and they will also have family members and root doctors around them. It is the solitary individual who gets caught in these spinning circles of incompletion, and that person who has that solitary spinning circle is the one who needs the help. Focus on the white candle, 15 minutes of meditation. I love the idea of a purple notebook um, and um, writing down your thoughts and, and what you what you know you need. Strangely enough, Kali Mojo Girl, I happen to have quite a few purple notebooks that I can give away for free, and I'll tell you why. I, I did a, a workshop on numerology, and I bought notebooks online. They came in large packages. You can't just buy one notebook. You end up with 144 notebooks, right? <laughs> because whatever. I have all these fabulous sparkly notebooks, many of which are purple. I will never in all my days use them. So anyone within the sound of my voice, if you want a lovely sparkly notebook, purple ones first, but I've also got some that are turquoise and some that are gold and some that are silver and some that are pink. <laughs> Those are actually really perfect colors. They're very spiritual colors. Yeah, they cool. are. They are. So Anybody cool. who writes me, who anyone who hears this show and says, "Cat, I want a free sparkling notebook and a pew pencil," I will give you that <laughs> for free. I have, I probably have a good um, forty of them left over. <laughs> well, it's, that's so weird because it was like, make sure to mention the notebook. Make sure to mention the notebook. Wow, Seriously, you, you read that. my mind, honey. You read my because I was looking at looking at all these beautiful sparkly notepads and going, hmm, okay. <laughs> I'm digging this. Yeah, it works. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, that's a wonderful spell, and it's it is the kind of thing that um, mm-hmm. that as root workers we are often too reluctant to recommend. But you said a couple of things about this that were very important words to me. Um, check in with yourself. It sounds yeah. a little new agey, but it's absolutely what needs to be done. Do I still yeah. want to continue this work? Is this still my prayer? Am I making progress? Should I give up? Should And going back to what you said at the beginning, should I subtract something from this mm-hmm. or should I add something to this? And mm-hmm. Listen to that voice. It tells you what to do. Check in with your spirit guides, your ancestors. Check in with that little wren who's here to give you the good news. Yeah, yeah. lovely. I love I love I, the idea of being intentional about checking in, intentional of keeping track. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, it, used to, I used to actually keep a little notebook like that, and I, I dropped off of doing that. And um, it just came back to me that, you know, that really helped me. And because during the week you'll, you'll get little things, like you're in the shower or when you're by yourself or you're driving, you're, you're almost kind of in a meditative state and you're driving, and things will come mm-hmm. to you, solutions will come. And a lot of times that's your ancestors or your, you know, your soul speaking or other spirits trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, uh, I'm, we're not talking here about journaling in the conventional mm, yeah. 
metaphysical, mm-hmm. spiritual sense, but we're actually talking about this as a follow-up to spell casting. You can also mm-hmm. use such notebooks, and I prefer it, by the way, to a um, tablet or computer because it's handwritten and you're... Mm-hmm. you're Muscular movements go into it. You can also use such notebooks to plan spells and write out what you're going to do. Um, There's something about the connection between the brain and the hand, which goes through the Mm -hmm. arm muscles. It's a little more powerful than just from the eye to the finger to the keypad or whatever. Just my opinion. And I've done them both. I write on the computer all the time. I'm not a technophobe. I love technology. But I find that Mm -hmm. handwritten notes convey something personal it's true all right well that was a wonderful show thank you very much Kylie mojo girl for helping us out with a topic of great importance to many people thanks to our callers i have no idea when uh, blog talk radio will return to its normal functionality um <laughs> what we but, call normal but yeah i am checking down detector and it looks like some of these things are coming back online um, yes. The down detector, it, the things are dropping off and dropping back to normal for some of them. Netflix is still dead in the water. Um, <laughs> good luck, folks. If, you, <laughs> if you're trying to be on the Internet, good luck. Um, and we're going to have uh, Papa Newt come in and give us our final closing announcements, and then we'll all come back and say goodbye. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Miss Kat and Kajman Ali. And thank you, Kelly Mojo Girl, uh, uh, which can be found on Facebook under Kelly Mojo Girl in Sacramento, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Miss Elvira of Elvira.com in Santa Rosa, California, bringing us the topic on safe travel. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forest Hill, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com and Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Papa New, joining you from papanew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Methodist Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Papa Newt. Thank you, uh, Nagashiva, for hanging in through this craziness. Thank you, Kanchman Ali. Thank you, uh, Kali Mojo Girl. And that's it for me, Kat Ironwood. Good night. Good night. Good night.